Michael, I, um, I, I think of Miss Hazel Barwick singing that song when I was a little boy. She would request that from time to time. I'd like to remember her. Let's do a couple of verses of 287. 
my favorite song in the book, number 111. 111.
48. We'll do the first and the last of this one. This is an old song too.
if you allow us to practice on us, that's on you, uh, and maybe you could follow along the words, uh, and, uh, and the words be a blessing to you tonight. Inside, I don't know what will. Brother Chris asked us to look long at the words of the song that uh, they were playing there, and, and I, I really thought about this second and 
third verse, it said, you're my friend, you are my brother, even though you are my king. Amen. <laughs> Ain't that something? And, and the third verse said, I want you more than gold or silver, only you can satisfy. Yes. And boy, I found that to be true. The things of this world seem to fade off into a dim distance when the love of God begins to bubble up in your life. It really does. Boy, that y'all did a great job with that. And I love the Lord. It's so good to see each one of you uh, this evening. And uh, I've been looking forward to getting back over here to the house of God. I want to thank the Lord for blessing in our service today. Amen. And uh, the, the presence of the Lord that we could, that we could feel. And, and I, I'm, I'm thankful for that. I never take that for granted uh, uh, when the Lord comes on the scene and just blesses in a service. And, and uh, we prayed for that and the Lord's done that. I appreciate Appreciate the Lord today, and I appreciate you. I want you to pray for Brother Bobby as he uh, comes. We called him the other night and asked him if uh, uh, he would come and mind the Lord tonight, and uh, and he agreed to do that. So I want you to pray for him with all that you've got, and I'm excited to hear what the Lord's got for us. I am. So Brother Bobby, if you'll come ahead, love you, brother. I just got to say this tonight. It's good to be here. Uh, Y'all hurt me with that one, Brother Chris. I'm just a blobbing mess right now. Uh, but it feels good. It feels good. I thought that I was the only one uh, that that song affected that way. And, and uh, when this church sings that song, it just does something to me. And uh, I found out by looking around I wasn't the only one uh, that, that that means something to uh, Brother Steve uh, read it very well. Uh, you are my friend, you are my brother, even though you are a king. And, and uh, you know, God has done so many things for us that we don't deserve. Amen. Uh, he's blessed us in ways that uh, we can't understand because uh, we do have this, this uh, nature about us that, that does want revenge uh, like Brother, Brother Michael taught us today, that's not in the Christian vocabulary. Shouldn't be in our dictionary. That's not a word that we should uh, grab a hold to and latch on to. Uh, but uh, we also need to look at it this way. When God said, vengeance is mine, uh, then that means some poor soul is going to face the wrath of God uh, because of sin. And we know what the outcome is because the outcome of sin is death. And, and it can be uh, in our lives as Christians, it can be spiritual death. Uh, it can take us just as low as the grave sure. uh, in our walk. Uh, it can cause us to be separated from the Lord God. And we're going to read tonight out of, I'm going to think, I think it's the, eighth, the seventh chapter uh, of the book of Joshua, if you would like to turn with us tonight. Uh, this is very, very familiar. Uh, reading tonight, and I don't know how long I'll be tonight. I don't know. Uh, I, I, if I was to have my way, I would read two or three chapters and just sit down uh, because that would cover it all tonight. But uh, if, if we had a thought on our hearts tonight, we'll uh, try to get it out uh, tonight and, and 
there, if, if there's anything between us and the Lord tonight, huh, you can just count that thing accursed tonight. Um, if it's causing trouble, huh, then, then uh, it's something we need to stay away from, we need to get rid of, we need to dig up, we need to fess up, we need to get it out of the way. Uh, so I'm going to try to get through this tonight. I'm still bubbling over that song. That done me. Like Brother Paul Kelly says, that was some count. Yeah. Right there, that done some good. Uh, we're going to start reading, and then we'll go back and we'll read the text, and we'll go back and we'll talk a little bit and bring us up to the point and catch us up uh, where the people are, where Joshua is over here, and where uh, one, one is that... Uh, uh, we don't want to end up like that one. We don't want to face the judgment of God. Uh, we want our judgment to have already passed. Uh, we want to be. Uh, uh, we want to have already faced judgment uh, before we see Him. Uh, I faced judgment when I realized what I was. I was lost and undone without God. And I. And from that point on, uh, I know who I belong to. Uh, I've been saved by His marvelous grace and. Not any work of my own. I wasn't nothing but a little heathen boy. Uh, but God saved me. And he's made something else out of me. I'm not much, but I'm his. And he loves me. And that makes me special, Brother Chris, sure. in his eyes. And I'm thankful for that tonight. Start reading in the seventh chapter in the first verse. It says, But the children of Israel committed a trespass and the accursed thing for Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zeph, Zabdi, uh, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. And Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Beth-David, on the east side of Bethel, and spake unto them, saying, Go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed Ai. And when they returned to Joshua and said unto him, Let not all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and smite Ai. And make not all the people to labor thither, for they are but, a few, but few. So there went up thither of the people about three thousand men, and they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai smote them about thirty and six men, for they chased them from before the gates, even unto Shebarah and smote them in the going down, wherefore the hearts of the people melted and became as water. And Joshua rent his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord until the eventide. And he and the elders of Israel and put dust upon their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, wherefore hast thou at all brought this people over Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. Why to God we, we had been content and dwelt on the other side, Jordan. O oh Lord, what shall I say when Israel turneth their backs before their enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land shall hear of it, and shall in, in, environ uh, us around and cut off our name from the earth. And what wilt, thou, what wilt thou do unto thy great name? And the Lord said unto Joshua, Get thee up, wherefore, hast thou upon, what, wherefore liest thou thus upon thy face? Israel hath sinned 
and they have also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them for they have even taken of the accursed thing and have also stolen and dissembled also and they have put it even among their own stuff therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies but turn their backs <laughs> but turn their backs before their enemies because they were accursed neither will I be with you any more except you to destroy the accursed from among you. Up, sanctify the people, and say, Sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. For thus saith the Lord of God, Lord God of Israel, There is an accursed thing in the midst of thee, O Israel. Thou canst not stand before thine enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. And I, I'm just going to stop reading right there and take us back a little bit uh, about the children of Israel. We uh, learned uh, not too long ago, I, I think it might have been Brother Michael that brought us up over there to the other side of Jordan where Israel had gone over and how they had uh, went over there and looked out the land and some had gave, two had gave a good report and ten of the twelve had gave a, a bad report or an evil report uh, and, and so they had to go forty more years through the wilderness before they could come back and go over into Jordan here. Now Joshua's over here uh, leading them into Jordan. We know what's happened so far. Uh, Moses didn't go over, uh, but Joshua led the children over and, and they've already uh, had a victory at this point. They had already uh, besieged uh, Jericho over there, this great walled city, and, and uh, had marched around it and they were under strict command. Uh, they were marched around and and the priests bearing the ark and the, those with the ram's horns following thereafter and they would go around uh, this wall and the, the armies and the people had walked around the wall and they would walk around the wall every day and, then, and they weren't to speak a word over there. They wouldn't make a sound. Uh, but Joshua told them, when I tell you to shout, shout. And they got around there and after they had done according to what the Lord had told them and marched as many times as the Lord had told them. They got around there and at that time, the seventh time on that last day, uh, the Lord had told them that when they shouted, the walls would fall flat. Yes. And when uh, they shouted, when Joshua said shout and they blew the trumpets and they shouted, the walls fell flat and they overtook Jericho and they took everything and killed everything. They raced it to the ground as God said do. Uh, he was consecrating Jericho unto himself and the only thing that made it out was that was uh, uh, Rahab the harlot and those that were with her in her house and the two spies that she had harbored over there, they were sent over there to get her and those who knew her better than them. Uh, they could recognize her and they knew uh, where to go and so they were sent up. You know, God knows who to send of us, doesn't he? Amen. He knows who he wants to do what. Uh, when we get to thinking we know more about it than God does and we refuse to what, do what he says, uh, that's when we have trouble, ain't it? Uh, but when we mind the Lord and we go about that thing and we do what we're supposed to do, uh, then it all comes out well. There was a great victory at Jericho there. Uh, they could celebrate. Uh, there was a confidence builder <coughs> among them over there. And they got over the next city. Was they, uh, God gave them strict orders. He said, I consecrate Jericho to myself. That was his. They were to slaughter every man, woman, and child. They were to slaughter everything but the gold 
And those things that we bring into the temple of the Lord, into the treasury of the, right. the temple there for God. Over there, that was His. Uh, they, he had consecrated that to Himself as well. It was His. That's what I want to get a point across tonight. That it was His. Uh, we think that what we have in this world is ours. But we're His. And we want to know the truth about it. Uh, so anyway, they go over there, they take it, and they do exactly said except for one person. And his name was Achan. And Achan, they didn't know what Achan had done. Nobody knew it except the Lord. So they go up, they're confident with this great victory, and they go up to this city called Ai. They got near as many people in Ai. And they over there, and they sent those to spy it out, and they said, we don't need that. All the, all the hosts go down there and labor it and take it over. Just send two or three thousand. There's not many there. And, and we'll take up, take that city, you know. And, and so they were very confident. But when they got down there, that, that uh, group that was sent, uh, they were sent uh, down there. And next thing you know, they're running for their lives. Uh, Thirty-six of them had lost their lives. Uh, they were running and smitten and chased all the way down to where the runoff of the water is. Uh, over there, just running uh, for all they were worth. And, and Joshua, uh, when he found out about this, uh, when he saw it happen, uh, he went straight uh, to God, fell on his face, and went to crying out to God. And God said, Get up off your face. Wherefore dost thou lie on their face? My goodness. He said, there's sin in Israel. Amen. You know, I, I heard somebody say this night, tonight, this afternoon. This is a person I love dearly. And they went through some hardships lately. And tragically. And they said, I don't want to think ill of God or that God don't know what He's doing. And I thought, we can't do that. We can't do that. Because most of the time what happens to us, just in like their situation, happened because somebody made poor decisions. And not not this person, so to speak, but someone this person loved made poor decisions. And it cost them dear. Sure. And so most of the time we want to blame God for something that we've done anyway. It's our fault, not He. And the only way we can get over that is to quit wallowing and crying about it and get up and fess up before the Lord. So the Lord tells him, get up. Boy, my, my, I wonder how many times my daddy's told me that when I was a kid. I'd hit the floor pitching a fit and squalling. He'd say, get up. And the next time, he'd get me up. He'd get me up on one arm and have a belt in the other arm. But God, he's a... He's a merciful God. And He's a teacher and a instructor. Now He's also, in that song we sing, He's our strength and our shield. He is Israel's strength and Israel's shield. And they knew that. We send two or three, one or two thousand down there, and we take care of them. My, my. And that would have been fine had it not been sin in the camp. Right. So God tells them how to go about this thing and He calls them in by tribe. Y'all know how He done it. This is familiar scripture. 
we're talking to the backbone of the church tonight. This is Sunday night. Uh, most of most of everybody here on Sunday night, Sister Marilyn, pretty much know more about the Scripture than I do, just to be honest with you. And, that, and that's the truth tonight. But we all know what they did by tribe, by family, and they got it down to a household, and then by the man. And when they got to Achan, he had to confess up. And he fessed up to Joshua what he had taken. And he had buried it under his tent. And Joshua sent men in, they went in, got it and found it and brought it out. And uh, God said that that thing was to be burned and the man and his household with it. So they took Achan out in the valley which is called Achor after Achan, which means valley of trouble. And they stoned him out there and they burned him. And they heaped a pile of stones on him for a monument. Achan told him, he said, I'm just going to read this, he said, And Achan answered Joshua and said, Behold, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and thus and thus have I done. You know, when we get right down to it, when we get to the point, uh, God had already told Joshua, I'll be with you no more. That's the scariest thing that I could ever imagine. Is having to walk once I know the Lord and have been under His watch care, have been under the umbrella protection that is the church uh, that He set up here just to carry me through this life, to raise me, to educate me, to bless me with abundance that I never thought, I, I, that I never dreamed existed. The abundance and the blessings we get from the Lord. I never dreamed about it until the Lord showed me His love and mercy and grace. But then, the worst thing I can imagine now is to not be able to talk to him. To not be able to hear from him. And I've been that way a time or two. I've wondered what was wrong between me and the Lord. And I went to the Lord and said, Lord, what's the matter? <laughs> what's the matter? Me all alone knowing that I had it hidden under my teeth. That I knew what it was all along. Oh, but I just wouldn't accept the fact that it was my fault that I'm the one that I had seen and that I had hid. You know who I hid it from? Not the Lord. I wasn't going to hide nothing from Him. That's what makes our relationship so wonderful is that He knows my heart. Yes. Brother, Brother Steve, I might be trying to tell you something to be like getting directions from you. Why? I know I'm going to get trouble for saying that. I just might, I mean, you just might not have a clue where to start in, in, in my explanation. I'm a poor communicator, but the Lord knows my heart. Yes. When I go to Him, He knows exactly what I'm saying. He knows exactly where I'm at. I, I told y'all, I testified. When I needed Him the most, not too long ago, sitting in an ER in a hospital with bags hanging every which way, and all I heard in my little consciousness that I had was, he ain't out of the woods yet. And he, well, he wouldn't have made it tomorrow if you hadn't came in and he's not out of the woods yet. And I said, Lord, don't let me die. I want to help raise my grandson. And I didn't have to holler. I didn't have to shout. I didn't have to ask anybody if they knew where the Lord was. 
Brother Steve, he was right there. Yes. He was right there with you. Amen. My, my. You know where the Lord, if Achan had just saw that stuff and passed it by like the Lord told him to, or gathered it up and took it to them who were gathered for the treasury of the Lord, they would have went in there with 2,000 men and they would have took Ai. Sure. They wouldn't have had to worry about the people around what they had thought about it. Folks, we just as ever, we look down on folks in the old book. We do. We act like, why did they do that? Why did they do this? And we're in the day of grace. And we do the same thing. Yeah. I wish, Brother Mark, that I could walk upright 100% of the time. But you know what? I should be trying to. That should be our goal. A lot of times our goal is to get that new bass boat. Our goal may be about worldly things. It may, I, and I'm not knocking bass boats. I, if, I, if I had time to fool one, I'd like to have one. I'd go fishing with Brother Patrick. But I hadn't got time for one. I hadn't got that much life left to put that kind of effort into getting something like that. I have a reality about it. The truth is, what I need to count, uh, focus on right now is just minding the Lord in my life. Because the blessings that I have, what I have is His. He gave it to me. He, he provided it. And if I take another step, it will be because He helped me step. He walked with me, Brother Roger. And I wouldn't have made it this far had He not been walking with me. And, I, and if I stumble, uh, brother, it, it's my fault. It is. But John, it's Bobby Goss's fault. I know this, if there's one person that I wish in the world would get their act together, it's the man that I shave on Sunday mornings. That's the man right there. But if I want to have uh, the blessings, the abundant life that the Scripture describes, uh, the Lord said, if you keep my commandments and my statutes, my, my, That we have abundant life. The abundant life. Does that mean we'll be rich? Only in blessings. And that's what counts. Sure. When I get to thinking about would I like to have what some people in this world have, I think, boy, it'd be nice if I had this, this. I'd rather have those five little grandbabies running around screaming in my kitchen. Especially when I come in on a war out day, tired and frustrated. And then hear them running and screaming. It'll get on my nerves for about a second. And then the Lord will step in and say, I'll realize what a blessing. I know what the scripture means when it says, happy is a man who has their quiver full. Mm -hmm. My, my. The blessings of God in this world cannot measure. The blessings of God. Brother Steve, you said that you couldn't contain them. They just overflow. That's what they're designed to do. Overflow. Sure. I, I, I appreciate the prayers. I'm just going to mind the Lord for a minute. I appreciate the prayers that were prayed this morning. There was prayers that were pray, prayed during our morning services that said, Lord, bless us. But there were prayers that said, Lord, help us bless those around us. Help us be a light to this community. Amen. Help us. Those are the prayers that God yearns to hear. God, help us do that which we need to do that blesses you. God will get glory in your life and my life, whether it's lifting us up, whether it's using us for His glory, or whether it's 
sin has gotten in our life, I'm going to tell you when one person in the church, I grab that accursed thing, it don't just hurt them and their family, it breaks the whole church. Amen. Michael said he's a little taller. Little brother, I hope. <laughs> little brother. A little tall. Brother, I hope you don't ever get stubbed. Because when you do, I feel it. I do. When there's a Sunday comes by, it's good. A Sunday school teachers as we have. Brother Chris, you'll agree with this. It doesn't matter who takes his place. It's not him. Right. No matter who's playing at the piano, it's, it's not him. It ain't the same. Folks, if we're not living where we need to be, if we're not have, if we don't have the relationship, let me rephrase that. If we don't have the relationship with God that we once had or that we desire, what we need to do is dig up that thing and get it out and take it to the Lord because it's His. He wants it. I, I, I can't hardly understand. It's, just, it just, it's more than I can fathom that the God that created this universe, that created all things, any trouble that I have, He wants to take it from me. He wants to be my strength and my shield. Sure. He wants to get between me and whatever's coming my way. Now, I realize, I feel like I don't deserve even to be a part of the church and the family of God. I don't deserve the protection and the blessing that's been ours to enjoy. And I certainly don't, don't deserve the creator of all things being my shield. And I know this though, I'm glad he's my strength because I don't have enough on my own. No way I can make it on my own. But they took Achan and he suffered the consequences of sin. It cost him his life, his family's life, the life of all that he had, the animals, and those things that he coveted were all burned. What be good anymore? You think God really had a need for that silver and for that 50 shekels weight wedge of gold? He didn't have a need for that. He's God. Does God have a need for you and me? He does because He desires us to do His work. If we want to please God, I remember one time doing this devotion, I said something about serving the Lord. On Sunday, Brother JT, he jumped up real quick and he said, Brother Bobby, and he did it in love. Don't get me wrong. I love that man. He wouldn't even let us get a little bit sideways if he could stop him. He said, Brother Bobby, we serve the Lord through the week. We worship Him today. But what he meant was, we worship Him all through the week by serving. And our service that pleases the Lord in the Scripture says, how we please the Lord is we serve one another. Amen. That's right. Uh, didn't know where to go with this, didn't know. 
All I knew is that that accursed thing was under Aiken's tent. And he wasn't the only one that knew about it. God knew about it too. Sure. So if you got a problem tonight, if you got a problem that really a burden on your heart, yeah, uh, only you can do something about it tonight. God knows about it already. You ain't hiding it from Him. I didn't hide it from Him. I couldn't. Sometimes I wished I could, Sister Marilyn. I wish I could hide that that I'm ashamed of. But I can't. I can't. Because he's a friend that stick you closer than a brother. And the whole time uh, that I was looking at that accursed thing, he was trying to convince me not to look that way. And if I reached toward that accursed thing, he was discouraging me from doing that. But folks, the only way we can ever stay right with it, the only way that we can ever stay in fellowship with it, is if we repent and come clean with it. And then we'll be able. Able then to keep His commandments and statutes. Because if we're in sin, we're not going to be able to do that. That that accursed thing is in our lives, that sinful thing, that covenant, it could be. <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all, we live in the flesh. We do. That can be the that that is a cursed thing. It, there, there's no there there's no there's no heaven for the flesh. There's no uh, I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of. Maybe the Lord tell me to just sit down and shut up. But there was no preparation for what did you say about the yes. Thank y'all. But our soul has a place. That spiritual body that we'll have will be able to stand in the sight of God. Sure. This flesh never will. It won't. I don't know why I went on that way. I guess this I guess this scene I really didn't know which way to go. I guess I wanted the the uh, here angelic choirs sing while I preach. You know what I mean? That's the flesh and rusty. That's what can hinder us. We expect something great to happen and it doesn't. And then we're let down. God said, get up. Amen. If you're crawling around and wallowing in the mully grubs for any reason, get up. Why are you doing that? You belong to the Lord. Amen. And if you got something wrong, get it right. We have ability. We have an advocate with the Father. And we can hand it over to Him. Whatever the trouble is, He would like to have it tonight. He certainly would. Now this is the backbone of the church that this came to. And that's why I'm reluctant. That's why, Brother Michael, you told me not to hold back. Not to hold back your blessing. Brother, it's hard to do when you're looking at the backbone of the church and you're thinking, I deserve this message more than any of these. Truth is, we all do. We all do. We need to get this flesh out of the way. We need to get this cursed thing out of the way so that we can go with the Lord and do that that we're supposed to do. So that God can bless us with the abundance. I've watched from a distance and even from I've watched this church grow. If we want to see it keep growing, it's not because of us doing any one thing. It's because we're minding the Lord. Amen. And the Lord is blessed. That's true. We need to keep on. We don't need to take that for granted. Right. We don't need to slap back and say, we'll let this bunch or this half dozen 
uh, keep on serving the Lord and have keep on uh, let them uh, keep on doing what they're doing and, and let the church grow. It's going to take every one of us. Amen. It's going to take all of us. It's going to take all of us. Not in just service. It's going to take all of us in prayer. It's going to take all of us in desire. It's going to take all of us in drive. It's going to, Brother Mark, I love you. I appreciate your drive and your desire. I do. And he's willing to give them himself. That's what we all need to be. Sure. And we need to put those things that's holding us back. The Bible calls them stumbling blocks. Now we need to just get those things out the way so that we can march for the Lord just like we're supposed to. That's all I've got tonight. <coughs> I don't know if y'all want uh, tonight, if y'all want to have an altar call, somebody might need to pray. I don't know. Uh, but let's just do one song tonight. Uh, I know this morning that there was one or two that came to the altar and there was some that came and prayed with them. But there's nothing wrong with the altar. That's right. The altar's a great place. It's a great place. If you don't know what's wrong, you can go to the altar and find out. If you got a problem that you just can't handle, you can put it on that altar and let the Lord take care of it. Go ahead and sing, brother. Whenever let us stand, number 67. Let us stand.